0: Welcome to another edition of the Baseball America Prospect Handbook Podcast. J.J. and the Bear Podcast here today. J.J. Cooper. Bear. Josh Norris, otherwise known as Bear. Bear. Um, so we're, we're going to be talking uh, pro prospects today. Haven't had a chance to do that in a while. Been a little bit draft uh, heavy. draft heavy for the last couple of days. But before we do that, we do want to remind you that right now we're on a special offer. You can get an extra month free with any subscription uh, to Baseball America online or the magazine. So... Check out that at BaseballAmerica.com slash store. You can get a free extra month. That's, now, that's amazing. Now, now Bear, uh, I'll ask you. we got, we got All-Star Games coming up next week, which is going to be pretty exciting. You're heading to uh,
1: Wilmington, Delaware for the Cal Carolina League All-Star Game, which will feature California League, Corey Seeger, Carlos Correa, Joe Ross, others.
0: Unfortunately, no Julio Urias, I don't think.
1: No Julio Urias, uh... Carolina League Gallo is gone but you know that's okay that's okay we have Courtney Hawkins we have Tim Anderson um, probably a lot of more Pelicans Jorge Alfaro is going to be there basically it's going to be a very star-studded affair in lovely Wilmington
0: and, and I'll be in Hickory South Atlantic League All-Star Game um, which is a little more bereft this year than, than some other years but there'll still be some, uh, some interesting guys to watch there and we'll also have a correspondent at the Midwest League All-Star Game kind of hitting some of the big ones uh, but so it'll be a very fun week next week with that but we're starting to here today one of the things that we've both enjoyed all year and especially recently is the home run race
1: the great minor league home run chase which i have uncreatively
0: dubbed it yeah you're very creative there absolutely. yeah <laughs> um but joey gallo Right now, who's now been promoted to Double A, mm-hmm. and is homered in his first two Double A right. games? He's he's already trying. He's like, well, you know, maybe I still can win the Texas League crown, even at you know at the halfway point. No, he's not going to win the Texas League crown, but he already has. He might. <laughs> if Bryant gets promoted quickly, uh, there is a chance at least. Bryant's not in the Texas League; he's in the Southern League. Oh, yeah, Southernly. You're right. What am I thinking? Yeah, he's. was um, dumb on my part, but uh, but Gallo's got 23. Bryant with 22. Pete, Pete Peter O'Brien, O'Brien
1: 22. 22. Adam Duval. Uh, Fresno, with 20, That's four guys with 20 home runs in the minor leagues. At this date last year, the leaders were uh, at 18 apiece. And-
0: no, he- Joey Gallo at this day had 20. Oh, I'm sorry, yesterday. During yesterday's play. Yeah. You, you uh, didn't allow for the two that you Gallo had right. on June 11 last year. So I went back and actually looked, 2005 to present. This isn't outlandish beyond anything we've ever seen before, but to have three guys at 22 we haven't had a year in the past where three guys have been 22. We have had more, got you know more homers at this point. Um, Brad Eldred shows up in that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mike Hesman shows up a couple mm-hmm. of times. Um, George Mike,
1: Springer shows up a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Not one, a lot, but one you know, year enough.
0: Uh, Mike Stanton. Uh, back then it was Mike Stanton. Now it's Giancarlo, but back then it was Mike Stanton uh, was leading <laughs> at this point one year with uh, I think 19, mm-hmm. but. So we're not like seeing home run. The home run leaders are at a whole different pace than anything we see.
1: But they're playing a game of who can top this, basically. And when when Gallo homers, there was one. There was a a couple hours where Bryant and Gallo were tied, and then I didn't even know because I'd I'd gone to sleep. But Gallo had a walk off home run. I don't. I don't need this tie. I'm gonna take the outright lead. Twenty three for me. And he didn't homer last, home last night. O'Brien didn't homer last night. Bryant didn't homer last night. It's crazy I, day. But Duvall did, so he got it into 20. That makes four with 20 home runs. So it's been a crazy year in the minor leagues so far. I, it's been a fun year. Yeah. And
0: even though it's been a really injury-plagued year, I, I, it has been a, a frustratingly injury-filled year. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just look at the, the top ten. I, we have Byron Buxton hasn't missed the whole year, but he effectively Most of missed it. the whole year. Miguel Sano has missed the whole year. Ms. Miguel Sano has missed the whole year, and then we, that doesn't count when we get into the Jameson Tyones. Mm-hmm. We could we could sit there listing Archie up.
1: Archie Bradley has missed a lot of time. Max Fried hasn't pitched yet mm-hmm. this year. There's a drop lot. off here, but Mac Williamson, Tommy John surgery. Yeah,
0: okay, that, that's a that's a canyon drop off there. Well, you know, he's a prospect. <laughs> he is a prospect. Um, but uh, you know, Daniel Winkler, our last year minor league strikeout leader, not a giant prospect, but he's. TJ, he's out for the year. Um, You know, Eddie Butler comes up to the Big Leagues, congratulations, and then goes on the DL with a shoulder problem. Mm -hmm. It's just been a a pretty injury filled year, but despite that, we still have had, you know, and and, and because of that, you know, when we do calls, I, I have noticed like Midwest League, Midwest League was outstanding last year. As about as good as anyone remembers Midwest League being. You had Buxton, you had Correa, you had Almora, you had, I mean, you could just keep going. This year, not so outstanding. No. Um, South Atlantic League, not a amazing you know year for the ages in the South Atlantic League this year. Carolina League was a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southern League's got Bryant. Southern, got m- Southern League, one of the best years in Southern League. Last two years for the Southern League has been outstanding.
1: This year we got Bryant and he's leading in like ten offensive categories. And then my boy Jake Lamb, who's Got a couple categories for himself. He's got doubles. I think he's got something else. But he's steady, hitting 314, 400. I think he's slugging up near 500. And if Bryant is not in the Southern League, we're talking a lot more about
0: Jake Lamb. And yeah, we should be talking more about Jake he Lamb. He is in the Southern League, so we're not talking much at all about Jake I <laughs> am. Um, but uh, I, I do think that the year, this has been the year of the Cow League. Cow League, you look at Correa, Urias... You roll well, that that Lancaster team Correa, uh, the colors, Velasquez has been hurt, Teoscar Hernandez, Rio Ruiz. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty
1: My boy Danry Vasquez, last night five for five with four runs, a couple doubles.
0: I'm not a big Vasquez believer, so I'll let him be your, your boy. You obviously did not see the short film Danry, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, I have seen it on the roundup, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh. Um, if you, by the way, if you have not reading, if you're not reading the roundup, you're you're missing uh, uh, an insight into the uh, the special world that is the uh, the world of the bear. Um, but uh, but you know it's been a really good year. Urias Seeger,
1: oh yeah, Seeger, uh, Jesse
0: Winkers having a really good year mm-hmm. for Bakersfield. There's a lot of guys in the Cal League. I'm leaving some out when I just on the top of my head just rattle them off. But but it's been a, a good year for the, you know for the Cal League. It's been again, it's been a good year even despite. A pretty massive amount of injuries. We're excited we're we're not that far away. You know, we're having All-Star Games next week. We'll have Futures game about three weeks from now so that'll be fun, you mm-hmm. know, coming up. And we have a lot of questions. So this is going to be kind of a, uh, some of this at least will be a question and answer uh, podcast here for JJ and the Bear. Um, we're going to start with a question I got. Uh, I've answered this a little bit on Twitter but, uh, but I, I think that you know, that that you can kind of weigh in as well. Frogman Matt asked, uh, what kind of prospect do you see Joey Gallo being? Okay. And then he asked, he kind of followed up, he was wondering if the glove was good enough or is he going to be a DH, which... I don't think he's going to be a DH. No, he's not going to be a DH was my answer. No. There's no... no you, you, maybe he's not a third baseman when it's all said and done. But it's not like written in stone. Right. It's like... I did saw a study about shortstops when the season started that the thing with the shortstops that jumped out was is if there's a suggestion he might be moving, there's about a 70% chance that he's going to move. I don't know if that's true of third baseman yet or not. I haven't done the same study. But if you say even that, so that would put him in a – if that's true, if it translated over, so he has a 30% shot chance third base, let's say. Because there is – you get guys who say, I think he can stay there. You get other guys who say – He's going to end up being too big. You get, you know, different, you know, maybe he starts there and moves. But the point of it all is, is wherever, he's going to move to another position. It's not going to, you're not going to sit him as a DH.
1: And if you put him in a corner, he obviously is going to profile
0: there with the power potential. Oh, I mean. By corner outfield. Or, you know, it'd be a waste to put his arm at first base. But at the absolute worst case scenario, he's a first baseman. I think if you decided he couldn't play Got too big for third base. I think the first thing you do though is just say, "Hey, let's put you out in right field." And by the way, you'd have one of the best right field arms in baseball. But maybe not the best in the division, even. Josh Reddick. No, Josh Reddick. And suspense is like not um, not a right fielder, so I was like, uh, if it wasn't for him, I'd be the best arm in the right field. But I'm playing left because of that dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So, but Joey Gallo, as I posed in the roundup the other day, just take a minute, readers, and think about what kind of monster you would have on your hands with a guy who, if he sticks at third base, with 50 home run power. Yeah, you've got a monster. You've got last year's Chris Davis if he were at third base, basically.
0: Right. Again, my skepticism of why I would be skeptical he's going to be at third base in the long term is just usually guys with that kind of power, they end up moving off the position, largely because it's like, okay, you can either stay really trim to stay at third base or you can get bigger and hit more homers and I, I just go back to you know if you look at the guys who a number of the guys who have uh ended up uh moving off Ebenan Carnacion was a third baseman coming up his power really kind of in some ways was unlocked when he got around to uh to being a first baseman predominantly um you know Jim Tome was a third baseman coming up and at some point they went you know let's you know, let's let's let him just play first base and uh, enjoy the power.
1: Is that a good comp for Gallo?
0: No, Jim me? I, I don't think so. I, I from the standpoint of, I, I don't like you know. For one, he's, he's significantly. I, I think he's gonna you know he's. I think he's more athletic, to be honest with you, um, but the other is is that Gallo this year has really improved his walks, but. I'm not ready to say that – I mean, the thing that stood out with Tomei to me was is that Tomei was always – I mean, I did, he did hit 140 in his big league debut. I think I'm 140 on the dot, um, if I can remember that correctly, because I was right when I was breaking into my uh, 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 APA league, uh, and I had Jim Tomei. But, um, but I, he always posted monster on-base percentages. I think that Gallo will post high on-base percentage potentially because of the fear factor. But I don't know if it'll be that high because it was like four forties for for Tomei at, at at his best. Um, I don't know who to say is the you know it, it's fascinating to me. The thing I love is is that we were talking about this on Twitter. Um, he's at just at Jay Norris four two seven. I'm at JJ Coop thirty six. But talking on Twitter the night that Gallo hit his uh, walk off uh, home run in his first double A game, and there was kind of talk on. Someone threw out the question. like, has anyone run away with Player of the Year like Chris Bryant's running away with Player of the Year this year? And it's like... Joey Gallo, hello. yeah, Mookie Betts, hello. This is not a runaway Player of the Year. This is a fascinating... It's awesome because... This might be a tie. The The best production this year is coming from guys who are absolute top-of-the-scale prospects, too. Usually, they're... And for the baseball America Player of the Year, in which we mildly player of the year, which we won't have to pick for a good long while now, but there's a sliding scale. The it's gotta be a, a you, Daniel have, Winkler was the was the strikeout leader last year. Daniel Winkler could have struck out three hundred and fifty guys, but if his scouting report was what it was, he wasn't gonna be minor league player of the year. Or last year
1: you had uh, who won, Buxton won it, and Springer uh, was second. Right, but Chris Colabello, based on his numbers alone, was in the conversation. Right.
0: but Chris Colabello is not going to win our Major League Player of the Year because he's eleven years older than Buxton was. You know, it's, right. it's, it's just not.
1: And this year, you could have if if he goes on a tear and wins it, Adam Duvall. Uh, there's another guy. But
0: when you Put have him. when you have Bryant and Gallo, basically yeah. putting together the two best. Seasons right now, statistically, which are almost identical statistically, and they're also premium prospects, that's the best kind of battle for minor league player of the year. But those guys, there is a, I, I don't know about you, but again, we're a long way away from picking to pick this, but there is a paper-thin margin between picking. You can say Bryant has done it at a higher level because he's been at A all year. You could say Gallo did it in high A, but he's two years, almost two full years younger. You can argue either way.
1: It might come down to if one of them gets popped to play in the major leagues.
0: And you'd and have to say Bryant be more likely of those two because he's already. Spent, yeah, he's got more time in. He's AA. spent half a year in Double A. I mean, at this point, reality is is that we get we're getting around to the time where promotions start happening. I I would actually I'll be honest at this point I would be surprised if Bryant I haven't talked to him with the Cubs who said this or anything but I'd be surprised if Bryant's not promoted. He's pretty much destroying the Southern League. You get a half season in there. There, there doesn't seem like there's any harm to sending him to Iowa at that point,
1: unless he's so bad at defense where he's just like looking at balls and pointing yeah, at them as they go I, by. And I don't think that's the case. No, he's got 13 errors, I believe, but whoop-de-do, <laughs> he's got leading. Like, look, go to the Southern League leaderboard and click on each of the categories, and unless it's a speed-based category, Bryant's going to come up. And he's not going to lead in triples. He's not going to lead in stolen bases. But uh, he's got the triple crown, of all all the slash lines covered. He's got and the he, modern day he, triple crown. And he might have the it. might have the regular triple crown too.
0: But it's a it's a pretty monster year, and Joey Gallo is having the also, essentially the same year. He yeah, just he, did it, and again, he did it at a lower level. But at the same time, Carolina League, Myrtle Beach. I, I'll take tough places to hit homers for a hundred, Alex. Mm-hmm. And, and well, there's
1: no tough place to hit a home run for. For that's the thing. For Joey for Gallo, and I said it to someone this morning. Now say it again here. The only park that can hold him is Yellowstone. I yeah. might have said that on the last podcast, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, he's just getting tired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nothing. I say is tired. <laughs> um, moving on to the next question. Um, Aladdin saying six, uh, Someone Blair says, Burnside on Twitter asked, uh, "Any thoughts on 42nd pick and newly crowned Baseball America College Player of the Year AJ Reed?" Does he pitch, or is he a hitter? He's a hitter. He's a hitter. You know, that the pitching was a nice bonus. I don't even think that's really, like, a going to be a fallback position for him. He was a useful pitcher, and I think if it all fell apart, but this isn't Stetson Ali who had 80 power and an 80 fastball, and you say, okay, you could go either way. This is a guy who, it, it, he's going to be a hitter. He's going to be a power hitter. And then the question is: Is is he going to do everything else enough to produce? I mean,
1: right. And you can also just look at what they announced him as on the draft. Yeah, and it was a hitter,
0: right? But this is, I guess, what I'm saying though is that this isn't a guy where it was a scouts weren't having a debate. No, um, the Orioles, uh, you know, the, their first pick was a guy who scouts were having a debate about which guy, you know, which way he was going to come out. Ninth, the 90th pick in the draft, and the, the Cardinals pick
1: Flaherty too, mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, but I think he was a little bit more consensus, but. AJ Reed was very consensus. He was a hitter. He happens, happens to pitch. Who happened to be a, a very good pitcher in the SEC this year, but that's not really what he's uh, what he's going to be doing long term is pitching. So no, and I, I do think he's a hitter. He had an amazing year this year. There are concerns about how much of an impact bat he's going to be at the you know in in pro ball. We'll we'll see. You know, he was extremely productive this year. Scouts have their. Uh, There are concerns about whether his his approach will translate over. We saw it even in the, you know, we saw him in in postseason. He's a guy who doesn't seem to be well served by uh, teams that shift. Mm, Yeah. That did not work out well for him uh, late in the season. So, okay, this one I'll throw it out for you first, Bear, and then I'll add my thoughts. But uh, Sean Rosales uh, on Twitter asked, does DJ Peterson take over at first base for Seattle next year?
1: That's a tough one. I, I'm, I'm tempted to say no. Uh, I would agree with you. Just because they've also got they've got a lot of guys who, who would play first base. and he's, What is he, in low? He's, he's in high A. Yeah, high I mean,
0: a. I, to me, he's having a good year in high desert. Short of, anything short of uh, 300, 400, 600 season with 40 homers in high desert is not a great season because that of, place...
1: Short of hitting like Gallo or Bryant. Yeah,
0: that place is an amazing place to hit. He's Still playing predominantly third base, although I've yet to come across a scout who's seen him who says that's his position long-term. Um, but I think, I'll put it this way, he was the second-best college bat in the first round last year, Conce- or consensus, second-best power bat, I should say. Bryant's been at Double A the whole year. If you said right now, is Bryant going to be in the big leagues next year as a starting fill-in-the-blank third base, whatever, I think there's a pretty good chance for that. hmm Peterson is, I would say, at least three months behind him on the timetable. I mean, he's been at high A. Maybe he gets a midseason promotion to double A, but even if that happens, I don't think he's ready at start of next Maybe he's up at some point next year.
1: Yeah, and I thought there were rumors today. I don't that really affects next year, I'd, I'd hope. Montero. That Montero. Yeah, Montero's kind of coming up. So. Oh,
0: my. That's not, yeah. He replaces Michael Saunders on the roster, and he— this is truly his last chance to, uh, to impact the team's long-term plans. Yeah, uh,
1: when, when Jack Z was saying, oh, he's basically not in our plans in spring training, that's, that's as harsh a criticism you can get as a GM on the record.
0: Yeah, that, that's rare. Yeah. That, that is truly rare. Um, next one is uh, Sparky, Sparky the Dork, uh, Ask what are your opinions on Caleb Keller and Colin Moran? The First name again, Caleb Coward, the uh, Angels' oh. third baseman. I mean, you can take Coward. I'll is, take Cowart. You know, any you, you thoughts on Moran? You know, I've got some that I'm
1: I, as I used an inathletic third baseman kind of guy. Uh, I mean, probably not there long term. I'd imagine, correct?
0: That's that's what I, I I've that's the seems the I, the consensus I've always gotten is is I've yet to find a scout in pro ball who look at him and say he's an impact guy.
1: Yeah, he's he's nothing that jumps out you. There's no one carrying tool that I I think that's there. I mean, I haven't seen much. He hasn't appeared in the roundup much this year. I'll say that much.
0: John Manuel is probably the resident, um, the high man on Colin Moran. Um, He saw him a lot at North Carolina. He says he thinks he could become a a BJ Serhoff type. That's probably, I'd say right now, that's probably the high side.
1: And why is BJ Serhoff come up so easily?
0: You played at North Carolina too. And they're related. And they're related, Yes. yes. But, us Also, were remembering B.J. Surhoff was, uh, it took several years in the big leagues before B.J. Surhoff was a productive big league player, um, and then you end up having, you know, but he had the whole catching, is he a catcher, is he not, kind of thing. Moran, it's more of, he's a third baseman, and we talked about Gallo, and Gallo's, Gallo's options are, he's a third baseman, if not, he's a right fielder, if not, he's a left fielder, if not, he's a first baseman. I would say with Moran, it's, he's a third baseman, if not, he's a third baseman, he's a first baseman. Right. And that's where it that ends, because... His real problem is is that is he gonna have is he's got a strong arm, but is he gonna have enough mobility to, to stay at the position? And then the question is, is does he hit for enough power? It's more of an oppo approach, you know. It's it's more aligned to the opposite gap. Is that gonna be approach that uh, that uh, as a as kind of a slow footed guy? Is that gonna be enough at a, at a corner? And we'll 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 see. I'm with Coward. You know, Coward. You want to see more to be honest. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of angels who are having great years. He's, you know, right now, not one of, you know, I I think,
1: Cam Bedrosian, I think, probably had the best year. Cam Bedrosian
0: having a, having a, a a good year, you know, a little struggle after he reached the majors, but to say, I I think I tweeted something about this, for a guy who had a 6 ERA and low A at the end of April last year.
1: He's in the majors now. He's in the
0: majors just over a year later. Like, move from the, he's example number 852 of how we always get the question, well, why do you downgrade a guy if he's a reliever? Because the answer is, is that because if you take anyone who's a starter and you move them to the pen, they have a pretty high likelihood of being significantly better. Cam Bedrosian as a starter could not get Midwest league hitters out. Cam Bedrosian as a reliever, you turn around, isn't in the big leagues. within his minor league strikeout to walk numbers this year were astronomical. Like, before he was promoted from a high a I, I think he recorded 15 of 22 outs were strikeouts yeah it was something absurd it, it was absurd like that you, you go from that to you know again that's just the difference between starting and relieving. Next question we're jumping on to here is uh, uh, I got a couple of uh, Reds questions we start with an Astros question though uh, this is actually from Jason Cardwell called cards Jason so I don't know if he's an Astros fan with a name that's Cardwell, or if he's a Cards fan who is asking an Astros question. But or, he,
1: or he's seeking an advanced scouting report for an Astros-Cardinals World Series this year.
0: No. <laughs> not this year. Um, but uh, he says, thoughts on Preston Tucker promotion. In case you didn't know, uh, today the Astros promoted outfielder Preston Tucker from AA, where I think he had 17 home runs uh, to A, And so he'll be heading to Oklahoma City. And... He's probably been one of the better sleeper guys this year. I don't think, if I remember correctly, he made the Astros' top 30 coming into the season, which is not a reflection on him. It's just a reflection on how insane the Astros' top 30 was. I mean, I could have easily gone 40, 45 guys deep. Um, and I think he's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, power with plate discipline. I Again, I'm top of my head, but I have been looking at Preston Tucker le- lately. 26 walks, 40 something strikeouts, if I remember right, at double A, you know, getting on base and slugging. He's uh, always had power. Um, you know, nickname, nicknames Bam Bam, you, you have power. But I would not be surprised at all if we saw Tucker playing left field. He's a left fielder long term. I know he's playing right right now. He's a left fielder. I would not be surprised at all, though, if we saw Tucker in the big leagues for the Astros at some point this year um, because. For one, they still they have two outfielders now. They're up to two. Mm -hmm. Dexter Fowler and George Springer are legitimate big league outfielders. They need a third. Is it going to be Tucker long term, or is it going to be Santana? I I wouldn't be shocked if Austin waits actually, who's a fourth outfielder long term, but maybe he gets a chance to add to the uh, to you know get one shot at it before uh, those other guys come up. Teoscar Hernandez is in high A. Is another guy who down the road could be added to that mix. There's a there's a lot of guys that they have essentially battling for one to maybe two spots long term because you know how long will Fowler be there long term? But anything you'd like to add to that, or is that that was that was succinct? That the, was good. So uh, so then we go to a Jesse Winker question. Um, sorry, my phone just went to sleep. So let's see here. Uh, the Duke 68. Uh, who's a, a long-time question asker on the BA podcast, and I'm trying to remember. The Duke, I'm sorry I forgot who this is, actually, but I know who, who this is, so I just forgot. Uh, would you expect a Jesse Winker promotion after the Cal Carolina League All-Star Game? And your first answer is, is wait till after the Cal Carolina exactly. League All-Star
1: Exactly, wait till after that game. But yeah, probably.
0: I, I wouldn't be shocked. He's had a very good first half. The guy hits. The guy really hits. And he hits with plate discipline, his power with... Ability to hit for average, ability to get on base. Um, and I want to get a couple more reports on it, but I'm hearing better things about defense, like that he's not he's not as stiff in the left field. He's not the smoothest, most graceful guy ever out there, but he's a solid left fielder, at least I'm getting some reports. I want to check some more on that, but uh, I'll be interested to hear what you see and what you hear when you're up in Wilmington next week. Uh, he won the Midwest League All-Star uh, Home Run Derby last year.
1: Yes, but how is he at the backward home run derby, which we're having in in Wilmington, because light hitting in Wilmington uh, is, is like trying to hit in a cave. Uh, and they don't get many home runs there. So they're going to take a home run derby and put the plate in center field, and they're going to hit into the stands, which seems like an interesting idea. I feel that the press box window is probably going to get broken.
0: I think they had to do it, though, because I think their fear... I think if Gallo had been there, it wouldn't have been a problem. Without Gallo, the wind patterns at that park do not allow home runs to be hit. And so with that being the case, there was, I think, a concern like, what happens if you hold a home run derby and no one hits a home run?
1: The the 2009 home run derby in Trenton, where I covered for a million years, um, was... It, Trenton's a hard park to hit out of two. And there was not many people... Who hit the, the, the thing won? was won by the high schooler with a metal bat. <laughs> um, who, who
0: was the, mo- the most productive uh, b- prospect? Minor league. Carlos Santana.
1: Cool. He hit like two. Uh, Brian Depirac was the actual player winner, uh, but I remember Carlos Santana hit one that like barely got out. It like hugged the inside of the pole, and other than that, it was really not much of a show. So uh, Michael Taylor, I believe from the, the, the Phillies back in the day, was in it. There were some other guys who just weren't good.
0: But, well, we, we thank you for the questions. And before we wrap up, though, we have a new segment we're going to add <laughs> called Poking the Bear, which is basically uh, letting the, uh, the interesting mind of Josh Norris just kind of uh, riff on a subject for a minute. To, today's subject is Twitter questions about when is so-and-so getting promoted? Thank you.
1: From that segue from asking Twitter questions to ranting about Twitter questions. And we love Twitter questions. We do love Twitter questions. I love interacting with Twitter followers. But there's a point where it seems that if you say anything good about a prospect, be he Chris Bryant or Joey Gallo or anybody, the next question is when are we going to see him in the major leagues? I don't care. No, no.
0: When you can see him promoted to the next level, too.
1: Oh, I get a lot of is he in the major leagues this year? It doesn't matter if he's at low. Right. Well, that
0: I that I understand though, from the standpoint of that's a fantasy purposes question. I'm poking the bear back, but 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 the promotion, but especially the we were getting Joey Gallo promoted to Double A questions like a week into the season.
1: Yeah, those are those are absurd too, and it 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 goes to the point that there's more to it than the stat line. there's defense. There's how does he hit against certain pitches. There's all sorts of other factors that figure against promotion. Uh, there's, if you're a catcher, there's calling games. If you're an outfielder, if you're learning a new position, it's you know, reading the ball off the bat. Uh, sometimes you just you have to grow up a little bit. You have to be a little bit more, more mature. There are a thousand other variables that go into promotions. And sometimes it's, there's not an open spot to be promoted to anyway. Sometimes there's a... a if Christian Villanueva were hitting in Iowa, like really hitting... What do you do? Chris? How do you, how you promote Chris, Chris Bryant unless you want to change him, one of those two guys' positions? That's a problem. In the system I deal with this year, the, the Yankees' system, there's a lot of guys. Like, if Greg Bird were on a tear right now in, in Tampa, if he had been healthy all year and he was hitting like he was last year in Charleston, you'd be calling for a promotion. But to where? First base in Trenton has been occupied by, among others, Peter O'Brien and Tyler Austin and a couple other guys who see time there. That you know they're not going to move just yet. A lot of when you ask questions of farm directors, they'll say, "You know, where are you going to move him?" And that's all, something that goes into a promotion.
0: Well, the other thing that goes into promotion that I'd like to add to this, um, you know, is you got to remember a promotion mm-hmm. when you promote a guy. The worst thing that can happen, a lot of development mm-hmm. people think, is promoting. It would. It's much better. So promote a guy a little too late, then too soon. Promote a guy too late a little bit, and okay, maybe you added a couple of weeks to his development time because he lost being challenged. He stopped being challenged at the level he was at. Promote a guy too soon, you may lose a guy or you may lose months because, I mean, right now the example that jumps out is Courtney Hawkins last year. The White Sox, he had had a good couple of weeks in high A at the end of the 2012 season. White Sox decided to promote him to start the season to high A. It was too much for him. He well,
1: a couple of good weeks at low A? No, he
0: was in high A at the end of his 2012 season. He was there for the playoffs. So they thought, okay, we'll keep him in high A. He wasn't ready for it. Spent the whole year there. Then you have the whole debate of, do you demote a guy back to a lower level? Do you keep him there? He's back there this year, and I don't know if he's going to get promoted at the halfway point. You lose development time that way. Teams, it's teams are all, um, with very few exceptions, they like challenging guys. But you want to see a guy. The scout, I like how scouts put it. They'll tell you when they're ready. If you're getting reports as the farm director every day saying nothing, no one's challenging. Like Joey Gallo, when they did get promoted, they had to promote him because it was like it had gotten around the league that. And he—it was a learning experience for him that he showed he could lay off pitches where no pitcher would throw to him. And okay, I'm going to get two pitches today to hit, and I got to do something with those. And he did. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point though, you say, okay, he's just too good for this league. That wasn't in April.
1: In in the in the Yankee system, it was Rob Snyder. In his last 13 games at AA, he had something like nine multi-hit games, and was just was making loud line drive contact everywhere. And he's working on his defense at second base because he was an outfielder in college. But it came to a point where, you know, second base or no second base, he was hitting too much for the Eastern League, and they did have to move him to AAA. And so they did, and he got two hits in his first game, and was all, they had an off day last night. But that was one of the—it's rare.
0: Mookie Bet was had simply exceeded the, uh, the capacity of the Eastern League to hold him. Yes, and there's a funny story there that I'll tell— off air probably we're yeah. gonna save it you know we uh, <laughs> don't want to put all our best stuff on the podcast right um, thanks for subscribing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to the super secret podcast to get after hours director's cut
1: uh, but that's the that's the point it takes time with promotions it's not just a week or two good weeks at a level there's a lot of stuff that go in that goes in there and even if your guy gets promoted to the big leagues, it's not necessarily going to cure all that ails your big league club. There is not too many guys, be they Gallo, be they Bryant, be they be they, they they're Polanco.
0: Gonna, be they Polanco. Polanco
1: who are going to be the magic elixir at, at, at the level and turn the Pirates into pennant winners. I mean, I guess Puig kind of helped with the Dodgers, but
0: there were but a lot of other of factors. Henry Ramirez helped a lot. Yeah, a lot too. of other
1: factors too. Puig, Puig by himself couldn't do it all, so he tried. You did a lot. In summation, be patient with your prospects.
0: But at the same time, keep keep hitting us up with your Twitter questions. Absolutely. Again, he's Jay Norris, 427. I'm JJ Coop, 36. This has been a uh, another episode of JJ and the Bear. Uh, thanks for uh, for all the uh, questions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the download. And we will talk to you hopefully again next week. We'll be talking to you post-All-Star games. Mm-hmm. And the Futures games will be getting ready to... We're getting closer. We're getting closer. So thanks again, everyone.